take risks. I mean, not everything's gonna gonna work out, but I mean that that shouldn't discourage you. You should just keep mm-hmm. moving forward, and eventually something's gonna work out. You know, whether it be a design or you know a painting or something, it's eventually you're gonna find something that works for you and for yeah. your style, and then that's kind of where where it takes off. Hey guys, welcome to Dreamers That Do, a podcast all about artists and their creative careers. I'm Micah. And I'm Micaiah. And every week, we talk about taking risks, creative confidence, and our all-time favorite superheroes. <laughs> so sit back and enjoy today's episode, brought to you by Of Noble. Hey friends, Micaiah here, and I'm so excited for you to hear today's conversation. But before we jump in, I want to give a special thank you to one of our amazing Dreamers That Do sponsors, Kaylin Juliana Photo and Film. Some of you may know this because Micah and I have shared a little bit about it on Instagram stories, but we got married really young. In fact, Micah turned 21 years old two days before our wedding, and I was just 22. And one of our biggest dreams ever is to redo our wedding day. And I know that sounds crazy. I don't even think I've heard anyone else say that before, but we got married so young. We were just so excited to start our lives together that we didn't spend a lot of time actually thinking about the wedding day. So one of the biggest mistakes we made was not having a wedding photographer. And I know in 2018, in the age of Instagram, that probably sounds ridiculous to you, but It's completely what happened. I maybe have like 10 printout photos that family members took that are super blurry and it's kind of sweet because it totally represents the day. But looking back, it's probably our biggest regret of our wedding. So when we finally redo our wedding day, it's really important for us to have photos that really resemble us and that document our love story. And that's why we love Kaylin Juliana so much. Kaylin focuses less on posing you in this super cool trendy way and focuses more on just documenting your genuine love story. So if you are getting married or know someone that is, connect with Kaylin Juliana. She has this amazing deal going on right now where she will give you engagement photos, wedding photos, and a beautiful wedding film for 10% off. Just head over to her Instagram at Kaylin Juliana or go to her website at kaylinjuliana.com and message her there. And for those of you amazing people that are not getting married in this season, but still want some beautiful pictures to document your life, Kaylin is also offering our listeners 10% off of portrait sessions. So as always, I will link to our amazing show sponsors on dreamersatdo.com under our show notes, in the iTunes description box, and somewhere on Instagram. So without further ado, let's jump into today's conversation. Welcome back to Dreamers That Do. Makaya here with Micah. Hello, hello. And today we're sitting down with Paul Contreras, the artist behind Brew Sleep Draw. Hi. So welcome Paul, <laughs> to the show. This is our third time recording this intro, but I think this one's going to stick. Yes. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being in our living room. We started a little later than normal because we just needed some coffee today and tea and just needed to get cozy. Yeah, yeah coffee's good. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> I know, that is true. That is really fitting. We should have probably like brought out all of our coffee stuff and had you teach us something. I, yeah, I would have. I would have. <laughs> Next time. So can you talk a little bit about Brew Sleep Draw and what your brand is? Yeah, so Brew Sleep Draw is basically me um, creating coffee-inspired illustra- illustrations, uh, merch, um, you know, custom design work for, for businesses, uh, right now specifically uh, coffee companies. So I work a lot with coffee companies, um, helping them design shirts and, you know, just illustrations for their, for their merchandise. Nice. Yeah. That's such a cool niche. It's almost like you prophetically got those jobs because you made your brand about coffee and then now you're working with yeah. coffee shops and stuff. How yeah. does that feel? It, it's cool. It kind of like, uh, I don't know, it kind of felt right to kind of bring those two together. Like my love for coffee, my love for illustration, and I kind of just wanted those two to come together. And it, I mean, I don't know, it seemed to work out, you know. Um, coffee is definitely booming right now, especially like, you know, the yeah. coffee industry, specialty coffee. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like, it kind of worked out for me. So, And personally, it makes me feel so good that you have Starbucks with you today because <laughs> sometimes I feel so weird about the fact that I love local shops and then I still like, I love going to Starbucks. Yeah. Especially at 5 a.m. when no one else is open. I just, I love living in a world where both exist. Exactly. Especially with like Starbucks, it's so like convenient and, but it's more like fast paced, like fast food type, you know, coffee. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've already worked for Starbucks for five years. Really? Yeah. So I'm a barista at Starbucks, but I mean... I, I mean, I love it. I love yeah. I love working for the company. It's, it's definitely it's a good so company cool. to work for. I love Dang, it. So we can ask you insider, insider knowledge. <laughs> See, I didn't even know that side to you. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people don't don't know that. They think I just like full-time, you know, illustrator, yeah. Bruce Lee draw, but I do, I do have a, a day job. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. awesome. That's what you do right now. Yeah. We were talking about it a little bit before we started the recording of just how... It's like everyone thinks, oh, you do this one thing. And it's like, yeah, I do. But I also pay the bills with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's nice because it gives people that grounded idea of like what's going on. So, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of nice. Like I'm surrounded by coffee all day, you know, like yeah. I I'm, I'm an opener. So like I'll, I'll go in and I'm the first one to like brew the coffee, get oh, everything wow. ready for the day. So it, it's awesome to like smell like the coffee, you know, yeah. fill in the air and stuff. So it's yeah. I don't know. I, I love it. I love it. So do you do you go in at four a.m.? Yeah, I go okay. in. Yeah, my roommate um, was an opener. Oh really? Yeah, and so by the time I woke up, she would be home and she would bring me coffee from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's nice to like have that schedule because then I get off, you know, at a reasonable time. So then I have like the rest of the day to work on, you know, projects or whatever commission work I have going on with Bruce Lee Draw. So it, it kind of works out and. I mean, I'm lucky to be able to work for a company that kind of is flexible with my schedule. So it, it yeah. it's definitely, it's awesome. I love it. I love that. I, I've been hearing more and more stories recently about 
people opening up about that side of being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and how that's like a a really powerful thing to be able to have a day job and a creative work that you're doing. And it all comes down to what your like what your ideal life looks like. And some for some of us it's really nice to have a day job outlet. Yeah, exactly. I mean I love it. I I basically I don't know, what keeps me going back is the customers, the connections that I have with my regular customers, which I mean is awesome. I just love the sense of like community and, you know, how, you know, coffee brings everyone together. Especially yeah. Starbucks. We're the only Starbucks in, in town. So, oh, I mean, yeah. everyone's going to stop in. <laughs> so you really bring people together. Yeah, exactly. More. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, shout out to the Starbucks I frequent the most. It's probably the one on Tulare and Divisadero yeah. at 4 a.m. And I do have a favorite barista. I can't remember her name. I, I can't <laughs> remember her name. But she is the sweetest person at 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for being that sweet at 5 a.m seriously yeah it's it, it takes some getting used to waking up that <laughs> that early i've been doing it for i mean since i've started i've been an, an opener years. yeah oh so it's i mean I, i'm used to it but then there's days where i'm like i really don't want to get out of bed today <laughs> <laughs> you know but i mean it, it does pay the bills like you said like yeah. starbucks i mean it i'm thankful for it for yeah. sure yeah so digging into your amazing brand and we earlier just admitted to you that we've been following you for a while and just yeah. like geeking out over just the beauty of what you create. Mm-hmm. Can you take us back to like further back in your life while you were growing up? What kind of passions and interests did you have? Was art always something that you, was interesting to you? Yeah, well, basically, I I mean, I've always been surrounded by art. My um, my dad, he's, he's an artist. He does pinstriping he would do custom paint jobs you know stuff like that low riders that oh, kind wow. of thing nice so i was always surrounded by that and um it just kind of stuck and it was something i wanted to you know dig deeper in and see you know like maybe i could eventually do this as a career and just being around all that constantly it's is it was just awesome just to soak soak all that up so that's definitely where it started was my dad got me into into the the whole art art scene so. that's really neat that that's kind of not your inheritance but that's just the background that you come from yeah that's definitely that's that's how i was brought up and so like being around that i really wanted to see like if i can make a career out of it because my dad he mm-hmm. <clears throat> he does it but he it's kind of like a hobby for him because mm-hmm. he, he too has like a full a full-time job mm-hmm. so it, it's nice to kind of have like a full-time job and you know still have that hobby that you could release i guess your stress you know kind of just relax and be able to do that on the side so so you were interested in art you saw your father doing it at one point did you decide okay i'm gonna go to college for this um i really wasn't thinking about college so much until um i was looking into like you know what am i gonna do after high school Mm -hmm. i was looking around i went to COS in Visalia for like a year before I decided I wanted to uh, transfer, you know, to the Academy of Art mm-hmm. University in San Francisco. So we went to go visit and I kind of like fell in love with the city and the school. So I was like, I'm going to go to this school. <laughs> I want to do art. So, yeah. That's incredible because it must have been an immersive experience. It's different than the Valley San Francisco and it is oh, yeah. so artistic. 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely way different than the valley. It, there's so much going on there. The art scene is so much bigger, and uh, it it was just a lot to take in when I first when I first moved there. So, but it was it it was an awesome experience, definitely. So, can you talk a little bit about that, like your time there at the Academy of Art? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Academy of Art University in San Francisco. Um, well, I studied fine arts. But my very first semester, I I was a graphic design major. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I kind of changed it up my second semester. And I was like, I really want to do something that's more uh, hands-on. You know, kind of want to get my hands dirty. Because graphic design really wasn't... It was more like computer-based. Yeah, keyboard Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I really don't want to, you know, sit in front of a computer screen like all day so I kind of switched it up and switched to fine art my second semester and from there I kind of like fell in love and that's what I did in you know up until I, I graduated at what point did you find that your creative voice started developing it wasn't until afterwards after after art school um, I really wanted to figure out you know what it is I could do, you know, with, you know, with an art degree. And it, it was kind of tough because, I mean, fine art, you know, you can't, I really wasn't finding anything or I, I, nothing was really clicking with me. Yeah. So I kind of just started doing my own thing. I started painting, uh, drawing, and eventually I started getting into the whole watercolors, which was my, my preferred medium. I loved watercolor in art school. Mm-hmm. So I kind of brought that over. And from there, I just kind of took off painting, uh, just coming up with different illustrations. And I really wanted to kind of hone in on one particular subject, though. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, coffee came into into the picture. <laughs> and at first, was it this very exclusive decision to say, I'm only going to paint coffee? Or was it just like, well, let me try painting a few coffee things? It it was what kind of pushed me to that direction was, um, I mean, my love for coffee. And then I would see, I would be browsing the internet and I would see pictures like uh, Death Before Decaf, you know, mm-hmm. things like that with like just real like basic looking illustrations or something. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was like, maybe I could do something like that, but kind of add like my style to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the traditional style, which, you know, I kind of is my whole look, you know, is something I wanted to bring to that. So I kind of brought those two ideas together and started, you know, started from there. And where did the traditional style come from? It was a style I've always, I've always loved. I mean, it's one of those styles that just never, never, you know, goes out of style. It's mm-hmm. it's timeless. Um, just about everyone loves it you know it's just like the look of it like it's just clean simple uh it's colorful that's something that I was drawn to so that's something I kind of wanted to incorporate into my work so what would you say came first was it your love for the traditional style or was it coffee it was definitely the love for traditional traditional style I've always been drawn to that and even younger I would kind of see stuff online and I would copy it just to get 
you know practice mm -hmm. either whether it's like lettering or like flowers uh just basic figures yeah i would just you know copy it off the internet just to kind of like get a feel for it and that you know practice mm -hmm. so that kind of you know made it easier into transitioning into doing it i think it's fascinating how copying really does help like free you to develop your own voice because mm -hmm. we all start that way right yeah 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 especially when i was younger i was like oh that's so awesome and i would try redrawing it and <clears throat> just by doing that i kind of got more familiar with the style and eventually being able to do it without looking at reference you know being able to do do it and then add my own style to it and change it up a bit so yeah that's what made it easier for me random question kind yes. of going a little backwards <laughs> what kind of projects did you find yourself doing like high school age like were you involved in anything that you can look back and be like oh yeah i was kind of always this person <laughs> I really wasn't into the arts really in high school. I only took one art class my senior year, but before that, I really didn't have any type of art practice yeah. in school. <laughs> but I always loved art. Even in middle school, I, I had art classes, so I always looked forward to, to art class. Um, but I mean, in high school, I really didn't take it seriously. Um, I was a big FFA really nerd <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i was into nice. ag i was in ag in in high school That's so cool. so that was my life <laughs> in high school i mean i loved it that i love sense that you didn't have much space for anything else yeah i mean yeah. i loved it and uh i always look back because i'm like god i never got like the the purple jacket <laughs> what's the purple jacket you, you guys never seen the the, the purple jackets from shows right yeah when like you would get those and yeah. like you know, show your animals and stuff. I can't remember exactly how you would get one of those, mm -hmm. but I remember I've always wanted one and I, I just never, I never got it. <laughs> never got the jacket. Yeah. Cause I think it's whenever you like, you show your animal and it gets like best in show or something like yeah. that. And it's basically like the equivalent of the greed jacket and the masters for golf. Like you put it on and you're like the, number one exactly <laughs> exactly and i was even joking with my girlfriend i was like yeah if i had that jacket i'd probably still be wearing it now <laughs> i'd be probably wearing it into like work or something <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be like 45 years old still wearing exactly the jacket. <laughs> exactly i just i don't know i just thought it was so cool so cool and i i mean i love i mean we're surrounded by agriculture so yes. i just like being a part of it was was, was awesome i, I love learning about animals uh just everything, everything. It was, it was awesome. I also think it really, like those are a couple of things that here in the Valley are a big deal with the traditional style uh, of, yeah. of art and yeah. then uh, ag. And like a lot of times it seems like that's kind of what you come across in almost like your day-to-day -day <laughs> life. Right. Because I know whenever I was in high school, like that was what everyone wanted to draw. Every, everyone I knew who was doing any type of art like wanted to do that and most of them were not very good at it but yeah um well i remember too in high school like everyone would come to me to draw mm -hmm. stuff for them that's cool so they're like always like hey paul can you do this for me can you can you draw this real quick so i was always that like person that yeah. people would yeah. come to yeah so 
I mean, that was that was pretty cool, uh, especially in middle school, too. I was I was known for, you know, being the artist, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. So I guess now when people like see me and like look back and they're like, OK, that kind of makes sense. I mean, he's been doing that since like middle school. So, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So your process for choosing the traditional and pairing it with coffee as like the focus was pretty simple. Looking back, was it? a really easy decision to make or were there any competing ideas of like well maybe i should do this style or maybe i should focus on this thing um there really wasn't any i wasn't i didn't have any difficulty like deciding um what i did was i had a few sketches that i started off with that were just like you know death before decaf Mm -hmm. and i was like these would be really cool to paint so i i just decided to like you know go for it paint them so I painted one and uploaded it to Instagram and it kind of took off. People were like, oh, that's so awesome. Like, is, is it for sale? Um, how, how do I get one of those? So that kind of <clears throat> even pushed me more into doing the whole coffee inspired art. Because it was catching traction with people. Exactly. And I mean, Instagram helped me reach out more to that whole coffee community. Mm-hmm. And bring them in and, you know, show them, you know, what I'm doing. So I definitely have to thank Instagram for, for helping me, <laughs> you know, spread spread my work, get my work exposure. So what year was that when you put that first post up? Uh, back in 2015. Okay. Yeah, back in 2015. That's when I, I really wasn't taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it as something to do after work, mm-hmm. you know, just come home after work, relax, do some painting and then upload it and, you know, see if what people think of it. Yeah. So. And at that point, were you posting under Bruce Sleep Draw? As no, name? I wasn't. <laughs> what was it? Was it just on your personal Instagram? Yeah, it was just on my personal, my personal Instagram. And so what were the steps after that? Like people were saying like, hey, is this for sale? What do you do after that? After that is where, like, okay, I need to, you know, step it up. I need to, you know, come up with some more ideas, some more clever catchphrases, you know, something to catch people's attention. And um, I just, I just started, you know, snowballing ideas from there. How soon after did you have like merch for sale? It wasn't till probably about 2000. summer of 2016 is when I printed my first shirt okay yeah and that was the give me coffee give me death design yeah yeah that was the the first design we had printed and people loved it so I mean I saw the response to that shirt and that's when I kind of decided you know I want to start doing merch I want to start doing shirts Mm -hmm tote bags, just whatever I could put the design on. Stickers? Yeah, stickers. Yeah, I think those are really stickers, cool. Stickers, yeah. That's crazy. It just was pretty quick for you. That's that's not too long ago. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. I mean, looking back, it it's, I don't know, it seems like a long time, but it really hasn't been that long. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, I've definitely come a long way in, in those, in just those three years. Yeah. Yeah. Hey friends, Makai here with a brief interruption. It's a rainy Saturday morning here in Fresno, California, about 7.25 a.m., and I'm about to step out the door for a morning yoga class. 
Now, for those of you who have been following Dreamers That Do for a long time, you know how big of a deal this is. I've had a really hard time making something like physical fitness a regular part of my week. But it's been about two months now since I've been going to Old Town Yoga in Clovis. And you guys, I cannot stop raving about Old Town to all of my friends and family. And I know I'm late on the bandwagon. I know everyone and their mom and grandma has tried yoga and I just started it this year. So please excuse me if you already know about how amazing yoga is. But you guys, I can honestly say that over the past two months, I've been so positively impacted. I've had more drive and motivation for the things that I love. My personal relationships are healthier. I have less expectation of other people to make me happy and I feel more in control of just my own happiness and joy. And to top it off, yesterday I put on a sweater that I haven't been able to wear in like a year and it completely fits and so that's a huge deal, you guys. From a girl who was working 85 to 100 hours a week to now going to yoga regularly, slowing down and savoring life more, yoga is really changing the game for me. So I wanna say a special thank you to Old Town Yoga and Clovis for having such a positive impact on Micah and myself, and also for being an incredible Dreamers That Do podcast sponsor. So if you guys have been curious about yoga or looking for a welcoming studio to practice in, come on out to Old Town Yoga. We have a 10% discount code for you guys for any unlimited membership. So that means whether you're purchasing the three-month membership, the six-month, or the one-year, every single month you're getting 10% knocked off of your membership price. And I think that's so amazing because Old Town Yoga is already about $20 to $30 cheaper than most studios in the area. So I'm so grateful that they would discount their price even more for you guys. To get 10% off of your membership, go to oldtownyogastudio.com and just use the code DREAMERS at checkout. That's DREAMERS, all caps, and you are good to go. All right, guys, I'm going to head out to make my 8 a.m. yoga class, but I hope you're enjoying this conversation on today's podcast episode. So let's jump back in. Have you ever had someone want to put one of their desi- one of your designs as like a tattoo on their body? Yeah, it, it, it happens all the time. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, when I first started out, I mean, I never would have thought someone would want to put like one of my designs on you know, on their body. <laughs> but uh, I get that a lot now. People will message me and be like, hey, can I get this design uh, tattooed? And I'm like, yeah, just, you know, send me some pictures and I'd, I'd love to see the finished piece. So, I mean, I get I get asked that a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's definitely it's definitely a cool feeling to to like have people love your work so much that they you know want to get it tattooed on their bodies forever (laughs) so i mean that it's definitely a cool feeling that's crazy yeah and i don't ask that they like pay me or something for it i mean Mm -hmm. as long as they send me pictures Mm -hmm. with the finished piece i mean i'm I'm happy and i usually post them to like my story or like Uh instagram you know that's crazy i i'm just like thinking to myself like man that'd be that'd be insane to like be walking around and you see someone like straight up with your design on their body. I don't even know like that. I'd be like, what the heck is going on here? That's crazy. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's, it's interesting, really interesting and definitely, definitely makes me feel like I'm doing something, something right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I love like what you're saying about people responded positively. So I kept going in that direction. Yeah. 
Um, what was your thought process behind that? That definitely just pushed me more. And it pushed me to want to create new designs, something different, something that's you know hasn't been done yet. Mm-hmm. So that that definitely kept me going. Yeah, definitely that positive, all that positive feedback for my work. And I think it's really neat because you've tapped into a coffee culture, but in a way you've also created your own culture because the traditional American tattooing style, it, it does feel like Hispanic and, um, it's a very specific kind of expression. And even with some of your phrases, like the death before decap or some of these things or the skulls, what would Jesus brew? Yeah. What would Jesus brew? (laughs) Just the sense of humor behind it is quite uniting. Yeah. And so it's like, there's the coffee culture in general, which is massive, but then you've kind of created this subculture. Yeah, it's people. It's definitely cool to see like how far the coffee cultures come since I've started doing it mm-hmm. since the beginning of Bruce Sleep Draw. It's come a long ways, it seems. And I mean, they're so supportive of my work. Like, I I mean, I I don't know, probably because there's not so many people doing doing my style. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely nice to be a part of like the coffee culture as well as the whole traditional style, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of bring those two together. Yeah. It's like a unique blend. And I wasn't trying to be super coffee punny or something. <laughs> no, I, I, get, I get it. I, get, I, I just got that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really cool too, because that's one thing that we noticed right off the bat when we like first saw your brand was that you were doing something that was super unique, but also felt like, Oh man, I, I can see how like that feels like it's always existed as part of my life. Like for me personally, I saw it and I was like, "This feels like something down the street." And I mean, I guess technically you don't live very far from here, but yeah, it it's this crazy like that feels so identified with the Central Valley and where we are and and like uh, Hispanic culture. And, and right. it's really neat to just. Uh, be scrolling through Instagram one day and be like, oh, that that feels like home almost, you know? Yeah. So that was really cool. I think that's one of the main things that I really enjoyed whenever we first found you. It was like, this dude knows what's up. <laughs> that's cool. Thank you. I, I I definitely need to step back a little bit more from my work because I get so like involved with it and just like always wanting to like create a new design that I never really step back and like see how people respond to my work or like, you know how people react really to it yeah so it's it's really cool to to hear that how do you decide what designs make the final cut for your merchandise what's that process like well i really don't look at it as like you know this is gonna make it this one's not Mm -hmm. i just go by the response it gets Mm -hmm. like i post process shots on instagram yeah. And that kind of gives me an idea of how the design's going to play out, how people are going to respond to it, mm-hmm. especially the fi- the finished product. So that definitely helps me out in choosing, you know, what project, what design is going to is going to eventually make it to onto a shirt mm-hmm. or, you know, onto a sticker, you know. That's really neat. And that's smart to include your audience. Yeah. Because it, it does it you do have such a community based brand and that very much leans into your community. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's still 
designs that I put on shirts that didn't do so well. But I mean, it's just a learning process. I'm not Mm -hmm. disappointed. You know, if if it didn't work out, it it didn't work out. So, but then there's designs like uh, the What Would Jesus Brew that Mm -hmm. I did that design about two years ago. And it's still one of our like best-selling shirts. <laughs> so, I mean, you kind of have to have like a sense of humor for that, yeah. for that kind of kind of shirt. So, so for other artists out there, just very much refining their style, would you encourage them to test things out, take risks, and just see how it plays out? I would definitely take risks. I mean, not everything's gonna gonna work out, but I mean that that shouldn't discourage you you should just keep Mm -hmm. moving forward and eventually something's going to work out you know whether it be a design or you know a painting or something it's eventually you're going to find something that works for you and for your style and then that's kind of where where it takes off I think that's really solid advice and just kind of on that theme for other artists out there that are also having a hard time like focusing their style because you do you have such a focused style do you have any like encouragement for them or advice i well for me my style kind of made sense for me because i already loved the style before i brought it into like the brand Mm -hmm. so i think for someone who's trying to find their style probably just experimenting and you know seeing what feels right for them Mm-hmm. and you know if it doesn't you know just keep trying keep keep experimenting mm-hmm. and eventually something something will work out you'll you'll settle on something that's even like encouraging for me to musically right now because we're working on some like some stuff with music and i'm like okay like it doesn't all have to be a home run like you can just be right. like this is a song that i'm just working on and you put it out into the universe and just whatever happens happens right it's okay totally okay and definitely that's something i do sometimes like i'll have an idea i'll sketch it out and it's usually the designs that i don't really put much thought into Mm -hmm. are the usually the ones that you know take off yeah and eventually like become like really popular so it's crazy how sometimes that works out like so some of the some ideas you don't put too, too much thought into yeah those are sometimes the ones that eventually you know take off and and reach a certain audience and i think too that brings you into action it's just like okay yeah. just get into the process of making because for me just as a songwriter i can stay in the process of overthinking it or being too critical about the process yeah or editing while i'm writing yeah. And I think I heard someone, like an artist say at one point on some podcast probably, editing and creating are two very different things. Like you can't bring editing into your creation process. Mm-hmm. Like just let your creation be what it is and don't judge it. Right. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. Do you have any like standout creations that you've made recently? The things or designs that are your all-time favorite? Oh, gosh. For you personally? Personally? Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of my designs, I kind of put some thought into. Mm -hmm. So recently, I don't know if you guys saw the coffee and chill design. 
Yeah. I think I brought you guys a print. Mm -hmm. That's definitely one I'm kind of proud of because it's kind of different. I don't think I've ever seen anything like, you know, coffee and chill type yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, you've heard of like Netflix and chill mm -hmm. or something like that. I, I did a design about a year ago, Chemex and chill with yes, like a Chemex. Yeah. Um, I so I went back and I played off of that idea, brought that back. And I was like, well, how can I, you know, change it up? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just changed it to coffee and chill and then, you know, kind of went from there, played with a few different ideas. And that's definitely one that people are definitely loving right now and i do have a shirt coming out with with that design on it is that the one on pre-order right now yeah okay that's yeah so that's cool. the one i'm that's right. taking pre-orders for right now that's awesome yeah so I'm, I'm definitely proud of of that that design it's definitely one of my my most recent favorites mm -hmm. i love how they're just like they're statements that kind of create culture like it's just very culture and community like coffee and chill yeah, that's something that does take place <laughs> in our lifestyle. Like we very frequently just go to a coffee shop and just hang out. Yeah, just hang out, just chill. Yeah. That's kind of what that was kind of the idea that brought, you know, that whole design on. Mm -hmm. And I think people will respond, you know, positively to that. Like they kind of relate to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially, you know, people who spend a lot of time like coffee shops, you know, just coffee yeah. and, you know, just like chilling and hanging out mm -hmm. or even like we'll do coffee and driving a lot but still very much like chill <laughs> yeah exactly because we're just like driving around town hanging out we're literally doing nothing else but driving drinking coffee and talking yeah just like chilling i know i always have to make time during the day for just like coffee and like just chill just just yeah. relax so that that's definitely one of my one of my favorite designs so on the topic of coffee, I do have a question. So we were talking earlier when you came in about high top. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite drink that you get at a local coffee shop, whether it's in Fresno or Lemoore, something in the local coffee scene? I, I don't have a favorite. I, I mean, I usually stick to like lattes, something simple. I keep it simple. Mm -hmm. I try not to get too like fancy, you know, like mm -hmm. Starbucks type drinks, you know. <laughs> I just keep it simple. I mean, I love coffee, yeah. so I'll I usually just get like a freshly brewed coffee. I'll get pour over, um, ice lattes. I recently I tried a sweet latte from Component Co Coffee Lab mm -hmm. in Visalia. Yeah, I tried that and I it was it was so good with almond milk. It was it was amazing. So I, I think that would be my favorite, my go to every time I'm in I'm in Visalia. So I don't know if you guys have ever tried. No, Were know. we recently in Visalia? I follow yeah. them on Instagram. Okay. But I don't think we went there. We've never been. It's it's awesome. They have, I'm not sure where they're, what street it's on. It's off of Main Street. Um, But I mean, they're barely getting going. They, you know, yeah. they've only been open for about a year. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they're, the vibe, you know, the whole yeah. work ethic, The it, it, their coffee's great. So it's definitely a place to check out. That's awesome. And hopefully I'll be doing some work for them soon. <laughs> hopefully soon. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. I, I definitely want to do more work for local local businesses, mm. whether it be like coffee shops, like, you know, high top component mm -hmm. coffee lab, something like that. Yeah. Just to get my, my work out there more locally. Yeah. Who inspires you? Like it doesn't have to be in the genre of artists, but just 
like what inspires you oh man um i really just take inspiration from other creatives other people doing you know doing the same thing you know just just creating unique whether it's artwork illustrations uh clothing i kind of look to those people and see you know how well like they're doing Mm -hmm. and kind of getting inspiration from that so that kind of keeps keeps me going i have a few accounts that i follow that just totally like inspire me and want me want you know push me more anyone specific that you can think of right now oh god I follow, I don't know if you guys follow Monsters Outside. It's this guy from Long Beach. He he does his own screen printing. He does his own designs. So everything he does is like in-house. So like his fan base is just amazing. And his like, his his shirts, his designs, everything's just, just awesome. Everything's on point. And I mean, he's always printing, you know, screen printing, doing something different. That's something that I eventually I want to get into is... Yeah being able to do everything in-house like Mm -hmm. from design work up to printing shirts uh merch all that stuff so that's definitely something i'm 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 looking into into doing eventually so his 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 page and you know is definitely inspiration that's awesome yeah so winding down um do you have any last bits of encouragement or advice for creatives out there that are working hard and developing their creative voice definitely just just keep at it and i mean just keep pushing yourself to either strengthen your your design your illustrations your artwork um experimenting just trying new things and at least try to get feedback from you know an, your an audience whether it be on instagram or facebook or something mm. just to um you know see what works what doesn't work and That'll definitely push you in in the right direction. And what are you currently dreaming about right now? What's next for Bruce Lee Draw? Definitely been thinking about opening an actual actual like shop. What? Yeah, actual shop where I could have like merch. Uh, I could have my studio, mm-hmm. and be able to actually like interact with with customers. You know, people yeah. who who love my merch and mm-hmm. who, you know, want to actually see it in person yeah. before buying it. That's definitely something I'm, I'm working towards is actually having like an actual shop for, for Bruce Lee draw. So at the end of every interview, mm-hmm. we ask people like, who is one superhero that you identify with or admire? So for you, do you have a superhero? Honestly, I Right now, I don't, but I remember growing up, I was really into, like, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I would have to say Batman just because, I mean, he doesn't have all those, like, superpowers, like yeah. Superman or, like, you know, he's kind of mm-hmm. like a normal guy. Yeah. Puts on the suit and then like, he kind of becomes, like, this awesome, awesome person. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's that's pretty cool and I, that's just one of the superheroes i could think of because growing up he was the one i kind of was attracted to mm-hmm. so did i would have to say batman yeah for sure and batman is like the people's superhero 
I feel like I think so. because he doesn't have the superpowers, it, it makes it so much easier to relate to him. I think so, yeah. Even though I I like Superman too. Mm-hmm. Superman's cool. Yeah. Wait, did I say Batman? Or Especially oh. like his, his, his backstory is, re- is really cool. Superman's? Yeah. Yeah. Even though I, I don't know much about it. I'm not much like yeah. in the like comics or like... Anytime you want to, I give you the whole rundown. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I know, I, I love it. I love it. I didn't think much of Superman until you started talking about Superman when we like were like dating and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, he is pretty amazing. Yeah, I feel like I dig into comics a little more than the average like comic reader. I think uh, because um, I actually just recently got into comics, like since we've been together. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of said, oh, you're kind of like this character, and ever since then, I kind of ran with it and started studying, and then just started reading comics for fun. Uh-huh. And I learned so much stuff like throughout. It's only been like five years now. Yeah, <laughs> as long and as you've been waking up at three a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's, but it's, it's crazy what goes over a lot of people's heads with comics, and I'm just like. I think the movies kind of put it into perspective for like yeah. me, especially people who don't like really read comics. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I really thought that um, Wonder Woman was pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After seeing the movie, I was like, okay, it's like she has a really cool like backstory, you know, like because before that, I didn't really know like where she came from, like what she yeah. was all about. So like seeing the movie kind of, you know, even though it probably didn't touch on everything. They did a pretty good job, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, but it was definitely, definitely good, a good movie. One of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too for me. It's a good time to be alive. If it's you're a, a good star. time to be alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for geeking out with us about superheroes, <laughs> a little bit about Lord of the Rings. Um, how can people find you online and connect with your brand and buy your amazing merch? So you can find me on Instagram, um, Bruce Sleep Draw, or go to my website, uh, com. That's pretty simple. Yeah, really simple. <laughs> I try I try to keep it as simple as possible uh, and just try to keep it, you know, easy for people to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you find my Instagram, that's where I post all my merch, uh, artwork, designs, process shots. So, I mean, give me a follow and visit my website. Yeah, we've been inspired following you for like almost a year now. Yeah. Yeah, even we're not illustrators, like we're musicians and podcasters and we are so inspired, so. Well, that's yeah. definitely a good feeling to like know that my work kind of reaches not just people in the coffee industry. Yeah. But people outside as well who can who can relate to it. Mm-hmm. You know, any any coffee drinker, so. Yeah. I love it. Drinker. All coffee drinkers welcome. Yes. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Paul. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, hope you love today's talk. Remember, your art is valuable and so needed in the world today. So keep dream doing and don't forget to subscribe for weekly talks just like this.